Welcome to the podcast in the CRE Vault with Mike and Mark. All right, welcome back to Mike and Mark in the Vault. Um, how we doing, Mark? We're doing excellent. How you doing, Mikey? I'm I'm thinking about cap rates today. You know, cap rates come up in truthfully about every conversation in our industry, and I don't know if anybody everybody understands it. I don't think so either. And they're I don't know. This is a weird market for cap rates. I think they're still super low and. When we look at stuff every week, we're still pretty surprised at, at what's going on. But before we get into the why we're surprised, what is a cap rate, Mark? Well, I think if you if you looked if you Googled the term cap rate, um, you'd have you'd pull up some stuff. But a cap rate is actually capitalization rate, and in essence, it's our industry's way of confusing people and making us look like we know what we're talking about. That's why you give us a call. Yeah. And you, you say, hey, what? Okay. Well, and we say, well, the cap rate's six and you nod at us like you know what you're talking about and you probably don't. Yep. And, you know, we we are like the financial side. You know, I, I think back to the uh, the recession and that started in 2009 and they were throwing out all these terms, these financial terms, subprime, which is kind of common sense. But there's so many terms out there. You had no clue. But if it came up a conversation in a room, you just nodded your head like you knew yeah. what they were talking about. Absolutely. But in essence, you know, to break down what a cap rate is, it in essence, what it is, is just a rate of return. You know, cowboy math, if you're talking about a million dollar property and that million dollar property, you're going to spend a million dollars for it. And you're going to get $100,000 a year in net operating income after expenses in, in your pocket. Get $100,000, that's going to have a cap rate of 10 Right. You just divide the two into each other and it gives you a percentage and that's your cap rate. So cap rate is pretty much just a percentage rate of return. Pretty uh, kind of a high level view of how you are looking at a deal just from a bird's eye view before you dive in deeper. Is exactly correct. And, and, and there's, the, you know, you, 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 got, you got two numbers you're looking at. You're looking at NOI and you're looking at sales. And put those two together, and that gives you your number. That's on the commercial side. Now we need to remember that on the on the on the multifamily and on the the residential side, they use what's called a GRM, and that's gross rent multiplier. And I'd love to tell you what that is, but I have no clue. That one's a little different. And and I think it's the same scenario because I think the expenses are involved in that. But again, as we've mentioned before, we don't do residential, and uh, so we don't claim to know what it is. No, that's a different recipe. That's the one that your mother-in-law makes that you don't have the ingredients for. And you don't want it. You You don't don't want it. Because once you do make it, it's no fun. Nope. You don't want to know what's in the pudding. The other continuity that that comes into cap rates is a cap rate is a number and a percentage of return at one point in time. And typically when we use a cap rate, it is at the time of closing. If back to the million-dollar scenario, you buy that property for a million dollars and at closing, you're anticipated to make $100,000 a year. That's going to be a, a, a 10 cap. I've, I've heard other agents use terms where they use a blended cap rate. And, and that is so that is not a good way to figure it. They'll say, well, I, I anticipate in a year, right. this is what we're going to get for rent. And it might be a 10 cap at closing. And then after year one, you're going to get a, a nine cap or an 11 cap. So you're going to blend them together. You're gonna if, if you hear that in a conversation, you should probably just run. Yeah, because th- that that means that, that the person doesn't understand what it is and the actual visual. Or they will pro forma it out. Say it's an eighty percent occupied building. You've got some vacancy. The pro forma cap rate, if you were to secure such tenant, would be X, and that's that's a false cap rate. Bottom it, line, that is one hundred percent false cap rate. 
And, and, and I think a, a lot of people don't understand that. And you got to learn what it is. And a lot of it's the veterans that understand exactly what it is. But th- there's another term that comes in here and it's, it's um, internal rate of return. And that would be a better view of what an, what an investment is long term. And an internal rate of return takes the amount you paid for it, how much you're going to get with in rent. It takes escalations into play. It takes expenses into play. And you'll get an internal rate of return over, say, five or 10 years and how much you're going to d- dispose of the property after that five or 10 years. I, I like IRRs long term because cap rates only show you at the time of closing what you're going to get. So IRRs is a, is a little bit better. But that we don't use those in conversation. Right. It gets kind of the cliffness of the whole story, your entry cost, your exit cost and everything in between. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So Mike, t- talk to me, you know, what affects cap rates and, and what do you see as the major distributing factor on, on, and what cap rate, why they go up and down? Explain that to me. Well, they're going up now, you know, cost of money is a big one, i.e. interest rates. What's, what's the rate that banks are lending each other money and all this fun stuff. Some other things that will affect cap rates is term, term of the lease, quality of the tenant is big. You know, if it's a national tenant, we're seeing lower caps, you know, like a Starbucks, not sponsored by Starbucks, but, you know, say it's a pad site, 10 year lease, they're the anchor, maybe they're a standalone that's going to typically have a lower cap rate than, say, a local five bay strip center with a little piece of vacancy. The industry, there basically any investment property being sold as such will have some sort of a cap rate to it if there's income coming off of it. You know, that's retail, office, industrial, market alluded to previous the the multifamily. So really across the board, that's that's kind of the four pack of of product here. I think the one a lot of people will jump into a lower cap rate and assume a lower rate of return. Um, in anticipation for a future market, I think so too. And if if yeah, I, I think back to the multifamily side, years you know in the past, say five to ten years, there's been a lot of anticipation and and possible growth. And I think people say, well, I'll take the lower rate of return because I might get the appreciation off of the property. Yep, or rents could move up. They could move up, and and again, that goes back to the IRR calculation and. I think the sharper the pencil you have, the better you can figure those out. And so I think a, a big one is, is the future markets. And, and, and back to your other comment, it's the industry. Uh, is it, are you looking at uh, retail or office? Because there's some skeptics in the office now and, and you're going to want a higher cap rate. So you have a higher rate of return because mm-hmm. it might not be forever. It's a bigger risk for sure. That is true. Especially right now, today. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the one last conversation is when people typically use a cap rate, they're using a cash on cash basis. And and what that means is they're not putting financing into play. It, it can get a little more muddy when you're putting financing in there, but and it's not impossible to do. But just in general, we're on the elevator talking about cap rates. Yep. It's a cash on cash. How much am I paying? What's my NOI? And that's the end of it. Right. You can still put financing in, in there. We have calculators. We have calculators that figure all that out. But um it's, it's all cash on cash. Well, and it almost has to be in this market because if you're looking at you know, debt service, what's the, the interest rate versus you've got a 6% cap rate? Well, that doesn't math out. It does not. So you're, maybe your down payment is going to be bigger. And that all comes down to you know, what Mark and I and the team here work on trying to figure out how to make you know, the recipe work. Back to the mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and 
one way you can lower your cap rate is get longer term on a tenant. Yep. And sometimes if somebody's looking to buy a property, we'll negotiate a longer term with that tenant to help the cap rate. There's there's a hundred different ways to skin a cat. And that's right. That's what, that's what we do. So so let's let's recap cap rates. In any conversation, we like to you know go back to say the recession, the end of the the housing recession, because there there was a lot of output and input during that time. But talk about what you've seen, say, 2010, 2012-ish on, on cap rates. So back, you know, that's, geez, how long is that, Mark? 10, 12 years. 10, 12 years. Jeez Louise. Yeah. So, you know, we were seeing, you know, seven, eight caps, depending on, you know, what it was and really what the, what the tenant was, you know, term and, and, and strength of the investment. You know, medical, we're seeing the lowest, I'd say the two things we're seeing the lowest cap back then and maybe even still today i don't want to jump ahead but it's medical and multifamily, lowest caps across the board um and i think typically for that is i think there's a little bit more certainty in those types of investments as far as staying power goes you know with the with the multifamily, your your risk is diversified a little bit because you might have 50 unit complex if three go out you know you're not losing one big tenant but you know, back back in 12, 13, 14 years ago, you know, seven to eight caps was was kind of the you know the mean average, give or take. Talk about medical real quick, because that's that is a that's an anomaly in, in my thought process. But talk about medical. You'll always accept a lower cap rate on, on a medical building because once a medical group goes in and you're 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 the home run of, of the medical site. When a, when a group goes in and takes a space, do, do they ever really move? I mean, I know people move, but I mean, is, is it very, I mean, is it 1% theory where only 1% of medical users actually ever move? It's, I would never say never, but there's a few things that come into play. Your typical general practitioner family group that is not specialized has you know less, less foothold and could be more apt to move either ebb or flow expand contract you know it's it's essentially treatment rooms you know consult rooms but when you get into the more specialty stuff you might have x-ray you might have surgical suites that is a whole different ball game and so right now you know the cost to to move and, and redo those spaces the thing that a lot of people don't realize or think about is if i'm a doctor and i say you know what i think i want to move well, there's a there's a quite a lag time between medical reimbursements through insurance when you move. That could be three to six months, and so you got that whole internal paperwork headache. So that's a, that's a big issue too. So just your reimbursables, your income can be kind of you know stuck to the wall while you're just getting everything figured out. So do you see medical users switching uh, switching because of the class of the building or? What would make a medical group ever want to switch? I think it's probably growth of a practice, either upwards or downwards. Um, I think what we see more often than not is maybe you've got a a 10,000 square foot medical practice with, let's say, eight providers. And maybe two of them might go off and and branch out and do their own thing. So you're seeing some kind of leave the roost, so to speak, on occasion, start their own deal. I understand. Or maybe a combination, maybe two will groups will form one bigger one. But, you know, there's, there's definitely not so much of a, 
I want to move just because I want different scenery. It's it's too hard to do. I get it. I get it. So so to recap really quick, since we're talking about cap rates in the medical, what have you seen in your term? What's a, what's a cap rate on a medical building? Is it three or four? I mean, have they ebb and flowed like the rest of the market? They sometimes ebb and flow. I would say in this market, I think they've gone up a little bit, you know, six to seven. They've been as low as four or five, though. And that's, you know, kind of the I hate to even use the word COVID time, but it was low. The other thing that's typical with medical is you're going to have some increases. You know, if if I'm the landlord, you know, you might have a one or two percent increase typically in the base rent year to year. And so, you know, again, this goes back to we hate to pro forma out a cap rate. But if you're looking at a deal and it's a, a 10 year medical investment and your year one is six and a half cap rate and then you could think to yourself, you know, this is a, this is a strong tenant. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. And I've got 10 year term and you're getting a better return year over year. That's something to kind of back of your mind. Think about. I understand. I understand. Huh. Well, let's um, let, let's continue our, our conversation outside of the medical. So back, you know, so pre COVID, you know, our, our job was very, fairly boring in the fact that interest rates stayed fairly steady on the commercial side. They were four to six percent. They'd go up to six. They'd go down to four. They stayed right, usually right in the middle of about five percent was a commercial loan. And and so that brought cap rates right in the seven to eight. Right. And and almost every conversation in valuation was a cap rate of seven to eight. Now, you could work with a, a Burger King situation and you might get a cap rate of, we'll say six, five and a half to six. And, and well, and, and if you bought the five and a half to six oh. Burger King, now you're kind of kicking yourself. Good but again, night, that goes Sally. back to, yeah, that get, that's, that's back to the risk versus reward. Um, and I say that cause all the Burger King good are, chicken sandwich though. Yeah. But now, now they're all closing and they're and gone. They are gone. But up until right around pre COVID, the, the seven to eight cap was just the general, was the general rate of waiter. Now I've, I've been an investor for nearly 25 years and the, the, the world seems to revolve correctly, rotate correctly right around when interest rates are right at five. Right. There, there's some ups and there's some downs. You don't get down to the two and a half, three percent. You don't get up to the 10 percent, but it, it just seems to just it's as a happy as, medium. Yep. And it's as boring as can be. Yep. But that is that is just where it needs to be. So. Clean living. Yeah. So, so during, so let's talk about COVID and, and, and jump in the deep end there, Mike, cause I I'm curious as to how, how did you see COVID affecting cap rates with interest rates coming down? You know, what did you see on your, on your side of the fence? It was crazy, man. It was across the board. It was crazy. Interest rates were way lower. I mean, super low. I mean, even we don't do residential, but my goodness, you know, there's, you get 2%. On a 30-year note. So, you know, the commercial was three or four. Cap rates were super low because money was cheap. And you could you could do the deals. People were, were ready to spend some money and buy. And as, as interest rates come down, um, so does the cap rates because right. uh, people are willing to take a little bit less. But it, it, the, the, the reverse side of this, as cap rates come down, if you, if you pull up the equation... That brings the price of your property higher. That's right. So with with that, more owners were willing to sell. Yeah. 
Well, then once you sell, you don't want to have to tax repercussions. So what do you do? You buy something else. You buy something else in the form of a 1031. Yeah, and you roll 10, it into something else. Buy t- get 1031 exchange so you don't have to, it's a like kind exchange and, and you don't have to, you don't have to pay the taxes in, in certain scenarios. And so there's just a ton of sellers mm-hmm. and a ton of buyers. I mean, I think during the whole COVID era, I mean, we were, it was a hundred miles an hour, a hundred percent of the time. I loved COVID. Yeah. I got to tell you, we had a lot of fun here in this office. It was, it was crazy as all get out. I felt like Gordon Gecko. It, it was, it was nuts. And and if you weren't in the office, you were working. I mean, it was, it was crazy times. Now I got to think back to the first six months worth working out of the basement as nobody was around. A lot of tears. Yep. And, and a lot of meetings via, <laughs> via Zoom, but you know, it was, it really slowed down for a few months, but then the, the firecracker started and, oh. and off we go. Someone lit a match in the field and you better run like hell. Yep. You better run fast because it's, it's going to catch you. And it was up that it, it, it went like that up until January 1st of 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russia was having their issues in the Ukraine and, and interest rates, inflation had actually started the August before that. And so on. Everybody caught up to inflation and, and interest rates started coming in and the market just halted. Yep. It, uh, it, it took back to your mother-in-law. She just hit the brakes. Yeah. No more. She forgot the cinnamon and you're not getting anything at all. You're not getting it. And we don't know where it's going to end. Nope. And, and, and back to the COVID times, cap, cap rates of five to six were, were the common conversation. Interest interest rates were three and a half to four on the commercial side and so you got a couple different points there to, to bring you a little bit of money. So cap rates to five or six. Now, I remember uh, multifamily and it, multifamily is still warm, but there, there, there were cap rates of two and three. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the problem with a, a cap rate of a two or three on a, on a multifamily, a lot of times we're not putting any vacancy into that consideration. And and it, so it was it was different times. Yeah, it was it, different. It times. certainly was. And it was. You know, the the way they sold a lot of those is upside on increasing rents because I think at the time it was extremely difficult to to find a house because money was cheap. People were buying, which in turn led to, well, you got a place to live. All right, we're going to and I don't don't hold my feet to the fire on this. But if you're, you know, a nice apartment, two bedroom in Lincoln's fourteen hundred bucks a month. Well, supply and demand. Supply and demand. You could jack that to fifteen fifty a month. Yeah. No one's going to even question it. Well, no, because you got to live. You got to live. You got to live. I'll go eat. under the bridge. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it was, um, and I think that has led to what is current on cap rates. What do you What do you see now, and 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 what's your conversations like with your clients? So now, you know, they're they're still hovering around that six, seven, maybe if there's, you know, a, a handful of vacancy, we might see an eight. You know, we will see that pro forma, which we just throw out and, we got, and then we got to figure it out ourselves, which is a fun story problem. The interest rate currently, let me back up. The The cap rate isn't in line and jiving with the current interest rates. And and to, to, to add to that, Mike and I had actually done research on the on the lag of time from cap rates to interest rates. And we followed a graph over 15 years of interest rates and where general cap rates are. And, and I think what, what Mike's alluding to, Mike's alluding to is that our cap rate is typically above the interest rates. Right. And it is not now. It is below. And cap rate should be 10. They should be 10. 
And as we were doing a little bit of research and, and doing our boring graphs and figuring everything out, there's usually about a 12 to 18 month period for cap rates to actually come back up above uh, what the what the interest rate is. And, and as of today, I have a dear friend that's a commercial lender, and, and he was at nearly eight and a quarter. That's high. That is high. That's crazy. That goes back to your confirmation on what you just noted, that a cap rate needs to be 10. Yeah. And that only hurts the, the, the commercial market and the fact of as cap rates go up, prices go down. Well, and quite frankly, you know, maybe a takeaway back pocket conversation, if you are looking to buy and you're looking at all this and, you know, again, Mark and I'd love to help you on a deal, but keep that in your pocket of, you know, here's what, here's what cost of money is. Here's what the cap rate is. And we can, you know, if you can figure it out, great, but we'd love to give you a hand too. carry that conversation of why the offer is X compared to what they're asking. It's very true. And to, and to add to that, I think the one note that investors need to look into are industrial investors. And in our office represents most of the major uh, investors here on, on, on big projects and they're all holding tight. Yeah, they are. It's a, it's a rate of return. It's, it's a, it's a common theory of if I took my money and I can get a five and a half percent return on a CD yeah. over six months to a year, why in the world would I buy a five and a half cap outside of getting the, the, the tax deduction and, you know, the depreciation and the appreciation, I, I, I want to just not have to worry about it. Now, I'd want to worry about if I could get a 10% return. Mm-hmm. But I think there's just a lot of variables in those conversations. Yeah, it's it's risk versus reward all the time. It is. So to, let, let, let's wrap this up because we're getting pretty boring, I think. Talk about what you're getting. What, what are you thinking on the future? What are you thinking for cap rates in the future, Mike? I think we're going to have to come up to... I think we're going to have to be high single digits, i.e. nine something or low sing, or low double digits. You know, if, if the interest rates keep going the way they're going, we got to catch up. And if, you know, if they're not there, I think we'd have to educate our clients we're representing that that's what we should go in at just because cost of money is what it is. And I think it might be a while till we pick up our, our business model again, just in the fact that uh, a lot of the investors are, are out of the game right now. And it's it. Yeah. But we're, we're seeing a lot of users that are a lot of users. All the, deals. all the deals we've done, Mark and I, and in our firm here is the, the, the bigger pockets of things we've sold have all been owner users. There might be a small piece of vacancy that nine times out of 10, that's for their own investor users, future growth. Yes. So yes. there's lack of investment products. There is some, but we don't think that they're priced accordingly with what the market is willing to pay. I think we got a little bit of time here for the cap rates catch up with interest rates to get the rate of return. But I think everything will come back to normal here fairly quickly. So yeah, uh, we'll get there someday. So I right. appreciate it, Mike. We'll keep fishing. We'll try to catch something. We'll see you next time. See you next time. See ya. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of NAI FMA Realty. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes only. NAI FMA Realty disclaims any liability or responsibility for any individual's use or reliance on the information presented in this podcast.